Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we found our co-host, uh, Frank, who's been he's a little under the weather today, but he rallied for us because, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's always in there. Yeah, trying. Trying, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, in the first uh, couple of minutes, what should we talk about, Frank? Um, we Our will, trip. We will talk about uh, the uh, Alaska trip for a minute, and that is July 24 to 29 in, at a Ketchikan, Alaska, at Clover Pass Resort. And what's really cool about this, all you have to do is get to Ketchikan. They'll come pick you up. And they'll take you to the lodge, feed you, and you're, they've got some new 150-horsepower uh, boats. And, you know, we put usually three to a boat, one to drive and one to fish and one to net. And uh, But you're your own captain. You can come and go as you please. You go out in the morning and come back in for a hot lunch and either take a nap or go back out again. But uh, usually it gets a little windy around two, so I um, like to come in and go back about three. Um, and then you go out and come back in and have dinner. And then if you want to go to the bar and have a beverage, you can, or just go to the room and read a book or whatever you want to do. But everything is included the boat, the tackle, the bait. Uh, the dock boys, uh, the, um, preparing a, uh, the fish as soon as you bring it in, fillet it out nice and clean, flash freeze it so that when you're ready to go home, it's in a box to put on the airplane. That's perfect. Yeah, sounds like fun. It is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. And it's so beautiful there. It's just, uh, yeah, you know, even even if the fishing's not good, it's just a beautiful place to be. But if you want to go up there and catch salmon, you're you'd be pretty stupid if you go up there and don't. Well, how long does it take to walk into town? Uh, you don't want to walk in. They'll, they got a van that'll take you. Okay. It's about a ten fifteen minute ride. Yeah. But uh, That's you, not you want to walk, but they'll take you in and bring you back. Okay, well, we're going to start off. We're going to go to Bart Hall, and he's got some more exciting stuff that he's going to be talking to us about. We'll be right back with you. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. It's time for the spectacular 72nd annual Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The world's largest fishing show, California's largest trailer boat show, and a world-class international fishing and hunting travel show. Nearly 1,000 booths, acres of boats, over 400 seminars, the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Daiwa Bass Tank, the Accurate Fishing Saltwater Tank, the Hobie Kayak Fishing Theater, Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs, Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, Cousins Tackle Seminar Stage, Huge Marine Electronics Display, Demo Boats on the Water, Free Dive, Fly Fishing, Air Gun Ranges, Casting, Hobie Test Rides, The Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Jack Dagger, The King of Fling, and so much more. Kids free, kids fish free. Join CCA Cal and get in free. Celebrate the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation in the nation's number one show. The Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive. Details at FredHall.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. We have Frank Selby as our co-host today, as usual. Frank's a little under the weather, but he's rallying. And, of course, we have Bart Hall, who is, you know, you must be excited. It's getting so close now. You've only got a couple weeks, right, to, uh, uh, wait a minute, to... Uh, I, for some reason, I was thinking Bakersfield was after Long Beach, but it's the first one, isn't it? Well, it uh, was after Long Beach last year, but this year we had to move the date because of a conflict of a uh, scheduling conflict at the Kern County Fairgrounds. So we are now at uh, we're now first in Bakersfield, and that means that uh, on Monday we drive up to uh, Bakersfield and begin to prepare. And the show is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's March second, third, and fourth. Yep. And then we leave. Uh, Sunday night to get down to uh, some of us will, I will, and then yeah. get down to uh, Long Beach uh, to set up Monday morning and we'll be there until uh, Sunday night and then come back to the office for a few days and then go down to San Diego for uh, for the 22nd to the 25th to have the, the show in San Diego at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. So it's going to be a busy yeah. next month. You know, we'll, well be the good, out of the house a lot. The, the good news is, Bart, I'm not saying that you don't work all year, but you know, once you get through the month month of March, uh, uh, most of the pressure is off. Then, of course, I'm sure you got a lot of follow up to do right after that. We do, yeah, a lot. It's uh, uh, you know the shows are quite large and we're quite a small staff, so uh, we do have a lot of that to do. It, it's a year round job. There's no, uh, it's it seems like it, but this time of the year, it's very intense, very stressful, but it, oh, very rewarding as well. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. 
nothing bad about it. It's just uh, it takes a lot of time, and there's just some seems to be not a let, not enough time in most days. Uh, yeah, especially as we get closer. So well, it's yeah. it's. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Um, you're apparently the largest consumer outdoor show maybe in the world. I don't know, but certainly in the U.S. Well, and, I don't know about the largest. Uh, when they say outdoor, when that includes RVs and hunting, and everything. Uh, we're we're certainly the world's largest fishing show. Yeah, and uh, sport fishing show. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we're California's largest trailer boat show, and we're one of the largest uh, hunting and fishing travel shows in the U.S. So yeah, yeah we're just. That's that's what we are. Yeah. Uh, well, last week when we had you on, we mentioned that, you know, especially about the hunting. Um, you know, it used to be uh, that, you know, in the fall, you know, people would put their their gear away and maybe tie some flies. But, you know, fishing and, and even hunting, but fishing has become more of a year-round sport now because there's so many opportunities. You may have to, instead of just going to your local pond and drill a hole in the ice, there's always something and a lot of these places are getting very affordable because they're getting more people, uh, like uh, South America, Central America, even Africa. Well, we're, in terms of fishing, you know, living in Southern California, you know, we pretty much have ideal weather all year round, and we have well, access to lakes and yeah. streams and most of the time. And, of course, the ocean, a lot of the time, this last 12 months has been incredible in Southern California and the oceans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but we also, you know, we're we're 90 minutes away from uh, from Baja. And, yeah. Uh, you get on an airplane, and and I don't care what it is up here, the fish are going to be biting down there. So yeah. it's uh, it's a very unique place to live. And it's, yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're all, we're a friend of mine, friend of mine, went down there last week, and you know, it wasn't a great day, but he did get a marlin. Well, yeah. You're, boy, lately there's been, you know, depending on where you go and what time there's. There's so many marlin. It's silly. Some boats have been, you know, they had days where, you know, a dozen boats that have four marlin each. You know, it's just amazing. So, uh, but, you know, this year when I was down there, uh, the, the rooster fishing was better than I've ever seen it. I, we caught multiple rooster fish in the 60 plus category, you know. So it was, it was very, very fun. I love it down there. All right. Uh, and by the way, where did you go for the rooster fish? Uh, well, I I, I go uh, to uh, the Sea of Cortez, and I go to Rancho Leonero. Yeah, that's uh, my my favorite place to go. And yeah, we have a great time there. Uh, John well, Ireland's a friend of mine, and we have a great time. Can I go back? Um, yeah, he, he is a great guy. What a great opportunity there! I don't know if he's built out that ranch or not. Is he still is he still selling property on that? There's not much property left to sell. Uh, they've uh, uh, they're they're building a big marina just uh, south of him down there, and a uh, Four Seasons, I believe, is the hotel and a golf course. Well, so yeah. that that area is about to get. Well, I'm I'm curious because they built a few years ago. Uh, the resort went in there and built a you know a, a good sized marina, um, and you know I've been selling lots of stuff, but there was rumor there's supposed to be Van Warmers were going to. Um, I have a marina down there, but I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think so. Uh, this this other marina, you know, is, is kind of being driven out by the Four Seasons, mm-hmm. and with their golf course and everything, it's going to change that area. It's going yeah. to become, uh, which is a shame, I think, because yeah. it's a it's really old Mexico, and it well, probably the, will 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 lose some of that old Mexico character over the next few years. Well, I first so. went down to Baja in. 
I guess it was the early 80s, and I've been down there at least once a year ever since then, and I've seen some changes. Uh, but when I first went down, it kind of reminds me what East Cape is now. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. In, in but the old days, anyway, but... let's, get, let's get back to the Hall Show. Um, yeah. the, we talked about no matter where you want to fish anywhere in the world, um, you can find it. Yes, you can find anywhere to fish in the world or hunt in the world. We have, we have people who will happily book you a fishing or hunting trip anywhere in the world, from yeah. New Zealand to Africa, uh, you know, to North and South America, uh, to Russia. We can we can find people who will book you a trip someplace at our shows. Well, it's fairly amazing. I, I started to allude to, uh, wasn't that long ago? If you wanted to fish uh, in Central or South America. They didn't really have the infrastructure, and they didn't have that many boats, and it was an adventure, but it was, it was, it was expensive. But now that they're getting a lot more people down there, a lot more boats, a lot more infrastructure, uh, it's becoming much more affordable. Oh, yeah, it's affordable and competitive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, you know, it's uh, the, one of the, you know, we have hundreds of travel destinations at our show, so you can... You can literally come and spend all of your time visiting with these travel booths if, you, if that's what you choose. Mm-hmm. It's one of the parts of the shows I like a lot. That and, the, of course, the factories. You don't, you don't get to see as much factory participation at any other show in the world as you yeah. do at our Long Beach show. You know, we get to go in there and, and talk to the factory guys and find out what they have to say about their product. Well, you know, what's, what's great is that, uh, you know, some of these... You know, companies, they cannot have the president of the company should go to, you know, the shows. But uh, at the Hall Show, you know, to be able to actually meet and talk with the technicians and the, and the people that are um, not just hired to come out and talk about their product, uh, it makes it very interesting where you can get involved and find out about what they're doing, what the new equipment is, what they're coming out with. Actually, many of the presidents are at our show. So yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, we've talked before about what's there, and it just takes, you know, it takes a while to go through it. But um, quickly, if you're going to go and if you enjoy the outdoors, hunting and fishing or even RVing or boating, you really need to go. But it's so big. This is not something you, you get there and, and walk around for four hours and think you saw what you wanted to see. Uh, if you're going to participate in any of the, the great uh, uh, seminars, and I guess Frank will be there with a uh, fly fishing demonstration, right, Frank? I usually am. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he lets you come back. Well, no, we, yeah. we, we really appreciate Frank. Frank's one of the best there is at what he does. You yeah. know? So we we love Frank. Right. And uh, the uh, yeah, there's 400 seminars in five days. So, yeah. Uh, you, and you've got you uh, can't find what you want. You got like what? I don't, it's you, hard to believe you, you wouldn't. So. You've got like almost a thousand booths or something like that. We have almost a thousand booths. Yeah, and yeah. then we have hundreds of boats and. And um, 400 seminars and okay. all kinds of ex stuff for kids. You know, you all right. Well, let's go ahead and take, take care of the paperwork, uh, the location and the dates. Okay. The, the Bakersfield shows at the Kern County Fairground, March 2nd to the 4th. The Long Beach uh, show is at the Long Beach Convention Center, March 7th to the 11th. Oh, you're going to be the busy. Delmar show is March 22nd to the 25th. Yeah, you are going to be busy. And, yeah. uh, you know, so that's five days for the Long Beach? 
Okay. All right, Bart, we'll talk to you again next week with some more updates. We appreciate you coming on and taking away from your busy schedule. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Hi, I'm Bart Hall. And I'm honored to tell you about the 72nd Annual Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. I am proud of our 72-year-old history and amazed that the little show my father produced at Gilmore Stadium in 1946 could have grown into the 2018 version of the Fred Hall Show. It has become the world's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. We'll entertain you all day with nearly 1,000 booths, over 400 seminars, acres of boats, and dozens of family fun activities. Kids 15 and under are always free, but the Fred Hall shows also strive to help preserve the lifestyle of fishing, hunting, boating, and outdoor recreation that so many of us cherish. You can help by joining the Coastal Conservation Association of California, and when you do, you'll get in free. Join us and celebrate the passion for outdoor recreation at the Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive, check us out at fredhall.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. Oh, this is John Hennigan, and put your earphones on, dummy. Okay, um, of course you are listening to Fish and Hunting Talk Radio, and I'm concentrating right now on on the fishing part. And we have someone that you know I just was talking to him just for a minute or so offline, and it's. Uh, He's a partner in Chicago Fly Fishing Outfitters, and I thought, sounds like an oxymoron to me. You know, Chicago <laughs> Fly Fishing? What? <laughs> but, uh, um, Andy, I'll let you continue with that, because I suspect there's plenty of stuff around there, but I also suspect that you go to different places. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for having us on, having me on. Um, yeah, so my name's Andy Kirkoulis. I own uh, it's a 17-year-old business called Chicago Fly Fishing Outfitters. Uh, it's a retail business located in downtown Chicago. Uh, you're not, it's not the first time I've heard the oxymoron thing. We get people walk into our store every day, kind of look around, make sure it's real, and come in and the conversation starts. Ironically, uh, I'd argue, you know, we don't have the Madison River. We don't have the Rocky Mountains. We don't have the seashore in our backyard. But what we do have is a giant lake called Lake Michigan. And it's probably one of the nice uh, natural resources on, on anywhere that I've seen. On any given day, you can go down and drive past 20, 30 miles of prime, prime shoreline, and you won't see an angler anywhere. They're all out in the boats. They're all trolling deep. That leaves the harbors, the, the shoreline, the riprap that's been built up by uh, various agencies and, and whatnot. Some of the most verdant fishing water on the planet that if it weren't for some of the best uh, kind of masters classics that take place here occasionally, you'd never see any kind of use of this resource. And it provides unbelievable fishing locally out our, when I say out our backyard, I mean literally less than a mile away is some outstanding well, fishing. Out, out your front door is the Great Lakes. Can you kind of give a kind of a bit of an overview of of, uh, uh, of those and which ones they are and you know what you're, what you're liable to find there? Sure. Um, so we sit less than a mile away from Lake Michigan, kind of just north of downtown Chicago. Um, that's the that's the lake that we ply our trade in. Uh, it's it's a tremendous resource for uh, recreation on the fishing side of it, and, and specifically on the fly fishing side of it. Anything that's shallow is accessible with a fly rod. So all of the harbors, all of the shoreline, it's under 10 to 15 feet. So it's it's fair game for us. Um, what you are going to find totally depends on the season. It's a it's a very cyclical thing, right? Right now, you're not going to find anything because it's either frozen or deep. Uh, come around March, April, our harbors. So, what are harbors? Uh, they are man-made structures. They line from 20 miles south of Lake Michigan, or 20, 20 miles south of uh, Chicago, up to way past Waukegan. Mm -hmm. There are man-made harbors that house boats and recreation and things like that. They're dug out. Right. Uh, they're shallow. They're dark bottom. They warm up. Oh. So I got things a, like smallmouth bass come March. I got a question for you. Yeah, sure. How's the Chicago River doing with the smallmouth bass since they've cleaned it up? Oof. Work in progress. Uh, smallmouth, fair to fair to midland, largemouth, and a bunch of rough species like carp, different different species of carp are doing fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, they've been working on cleaning it up for oh, last decade or two. Friends of the yeah. Chicago River doing well, awesome I, I job tell you, there. I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I was back in New York for a while, and, mm -hmm. and the, the, um, the Erie River, man, it was nothing but a sewer. I don't know if you remember one time they had so much pollutions and uh, um, chemicals and all that that uh, the river actually caught on fire caught on fire, it is, as did the Chicago River, as did pretty much every major urban river in the United States that was, you know, industrial-based, let's call it. Uh -huh. uh, EPA did an amazing job of cleaning up the lake. The river's a work in progress. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of sediment, a lot of stuff down there. I wouldn't go swimming there. But let's put it this way. 20 years ago, there were three species of fish in the Chicago River, according to um, the people that do census. There's over 50 species of fish now that inhabit the Chicago oh, River. There's otters, there's herons. It's, it's, it's 
it's becoming alive again. Great. Yeah. Hey, uh, both of you guys, a friend of mine, Bob, who's an outdoor writer for Western Outdoor News, we're going to have him come in and join in the conversation because he loves to fly fish. So we'll bring him on in about a minute. Yeah. And he can, he can just kind of join in the conversation. Yeah. Are you going on that bass trip? You got any spaces left? Which which bass trip? Uh, Jerry and all you guys go up for uh, large and smallmouth bass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, every year we go up to the Menominee River, which is just north of Green Bay. It's uh, arguably one of the better smallmouth bass fisheries. Uh, there are guides that we are affiliated with uh, from a different shop up there called Tight Lines Fly Fishing. Yeah, so we're, I'm, I'm hosting two trips this year, one in June, one in August. Uh, and yeah, I'm absolutely going. Yeah. Now yeah. you say you're, uh, you only do two trips, or you yourself are only doing two trips. So for this, and I do lots of trips. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the hosted smallmouth, we have two of them. This oh, year. So I Two see. separate I I trips for smallmouth bass. Okay. Well, as promised, I'd like to bring on Bob Summeru, dear friend, <laughs> avid avid uh, fly fisherman, and you know, over the years he's tried to you know teach me how to use a fly rod. Um, yeah, with minimal success. <laughs> but, oh, uh, I don't know. You were doing pretty good that last time out. I got to yeah. give you some kudos on that. Yeah, well, when you're uh, um, nymph fishing and you just kind of, you know, put your line in the water and let it let it float downstream, that's not too difficult. Sure, that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but the problem is, <laughs> is that, you know, it's not like a Dorado or a Marlin that comes up and grabs a bait and runs. I mean, you've, you're constantly, even if you're not even sure what's happening, it's it's matter of being able to learning, you know, what, what happens in the water when a fish is in there, and, you know, you got to lift the rod. Well, I think I think our I think our guest on the other line will uh, will say the same thing. Part of the reason we love fly fishing is the fact that the uh, the nuance and the, the delicate nature of it, as well as the the thoughtfulness of it, are what we really love. And and part of that is the fact that you're not always hunting for big old lugs that are come over and knock you over the head with their their tail. These are fish that actually take a little bit of thought to catch. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a little fly or a fly with just a little hook on it. Um, they don't swallow it. They put it in their mouth just for a fraction of a second to decide if they want it or not. Then they spit it out, and then you lift a rod, and you go, no, I guess it wasn't a fish after all. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got out hey, of them a little bit. Hey, Bob. Yeah, this is Jerry Fanazzi's uh, buddy back in Chicago. The one ah, okay. we take out. Yeah. Well, hi, this is Bob. I didn't get your name. My name's Andy. Andy? Yes, sir. Hi, 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 hi. Pleasure yeah, Frank and I go way back hitting the fly rod, uh, and uh, I understand that's what you do back there in Chicago. We do. We uh, do it for fun. We do it for a living, so good times Sweet. every day. I once went steelheading back that way. Uh, I had gone into town for a, a trade show, and somebody says, Oh, let's take a drive. We're going to go out and hunt some steelhead. We drove about six hours and went about three states. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's hard, over to, hard, against, over the- hard against the lake, chasing down some icy covered river. And uh, we had a ball. We pulled out some fish, and they said there was steelhead. You know, this it looked is, like uh, the field I ever caught. This, this is a stupid question, but is there any salt in the Great Lakes? Just what melts from the streets. No, okay. uh, no, there's no salt. It's a it's a body of fresh water. Um, 
steelhead. Explain, okay, explain to us, us West Coasters why they're steelhead. Okay. Uh, it's a migratory fish taken from your part, your neck of the woods, more from, um, let's see, would have been taken out of the state of Washington, possibly British Columbia. Back in the day, we had an uh, invasive species in the Great Lakes called the alewife, which is uh, a little mm-hmm. oily bait fish. Multiplied by the trillions, uh, you couldn't swim in the summertime because they would die off by the, by the droves. And the DNR put in first Pacific salmon, uh, the king salmon, to as an attempt to like introduce a predator that would eat enough of these alewives. And steelhead is the next log- logical extension. It's a it's a migratory rainbow trout. Um, when it's in the ocean, they call them anadromous. Here they're putadromous because they don't go to salt water. They return to oh. big body water. They they spawn and they. Wait, I need to hear that word one more time. They're what? Uh, so, like uh, on the on the west coast, you guys would call them anadromous. Yeah, and because it's a, right, a fish that spawns in freshwater but lives the majority of its life out in the ocean and returns. Yeah, that, that much I got. Now, what was that last one? So, putadromous with a p. Hmm. Uh, unless I've been fooled over the years, is just basically the same thing. It's the same migratory impulse, but back to a fresh body of water, i.e. Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. So they'll come out in the spring to spawn. In the fall, they, they, they return back to the rivers, the tributaries, to basically eat the eggs from the salmon that are spawning. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy, I think you just taught, taught all us West Coasters something new, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I could just be spinning a tail here, but it's it's the same principle. They're brought in to eat alewives. They've taken hold. Um, they've established themselves. It's just another introduced species okay. into the Great Lakes. And huh. believe it or not, within 40 minutes from downtown Chicago, you can actually go steelheading. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm learning a lot, especially about Chicago. I don't didn't know any anything what's going on there. It is. Uh, uh, of course, right now you're probably sitting in front of the fireplace and, and waiting for spring. <laughs> yeah, emotionally, but I am. Just, uh, just, just out of curiosity, what's the weather like that while we're talking? About three below. It's, it's a balmy, like 38, 39. Oh. Um, yeah, it's not bad. We, we're kind of in a flood zone around here. We had 10 inches of snow that melted, and then we got about 4 or 5 inches of rain at the same time. Oh, okay. So fishing's a mess, but there's plenty to do. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we've got another 12-minute segment coming up, and uh, I want to give Bob a little bit of time. But uh, Andy, if you want to, if you want to hang in there, you're more than welcome to. Absolutely. Well, in fact, I would appreciate it if you would, Andy. I got some questions to ask you. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you are listening uh, to Fish and Hunting Talk Radio. You can listen to this show or any ones that are archived by going to fishtalkradio.com. And uh, we're kind of in the process of changing around our website and name. We're going to keep you posted. But we'd love to hear from you and let us know what what you're interested in and what we can do for you. And we'll be back in about three minutes. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we are back. And we got a party going on. We have co-host Frank Selby. Yeah, it's good to be hey, back. Frank, you were uh, kind of under the under the weather when we first started, but all this excitement, you really perked up. Yeah, I was a little under the weather. <laughs> Bob, Bob knows what kind of okay. weather. Any, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've been uh, under that weather a few times. Have, Usually, uh, follows a poker game. Right. And, and we have, uh, uh, well, of course, we have uh, Bob uh, Summerroof, uh, field writer for Western Outdoor News, and our special guest is Andy Curlick. So, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. All right. That's cool. That's right, cool, man. Andy. Andy. Yes, sir. So when when spring thaw comes and all of a sudden the mountains are starting to show some signs of life, where would you want to go first? Southwest Wisconsin, without without hesitation. Uh, I love I love Spring Creek. I love trout fishing. It's oh, awesome. Spring Creek, how wonderful! Yeah. Tell, tell tell the listeners what Spring Creek fishing is like, will you? Spring Creek fishing in Wisconsin is very different uh, than the traditional kind of trout fishing. It's it's small creeks, maybe five to ten feet wide, that bubble up from the ground, and 
gather steam on various springs. Uh, they introduced brown trout back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, um, and they've taken hold there. Perfect conditions. Water comes out 50-some-odd degrees. Uh, and gin clear. Gin clear. Um, super clean. No industry. No pollution. The DNR has actually done a really, really fantastic job in that state, uh, taking care of that fishery, and it's it's... I don't know. I think the statistic is something like 400 miles of spring creeks that are public access within four hours of Chicago. So plenty of place to spread out. Um, tiny creeks. You kind of a, a, a party fishes a creek a day. Nobody owns them. They're all shared. It works really well. Uh, I, I told everybody I'd keep my mouth shut, but I got a question. Yes, sir. Uh, we're, we're like, talking. That, like that was going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a very good friend of mine that um, has a, a vineyard where they supply wine for 20-some um, uh, wineries, and he has breakwater tours. He does a lot of uh, um, trips. And on this uh, the vineyard on the farm, he's got three ponds. Uh, they had two bass ponds that were just incredible, and he's just put in a trout pond. And I was talking to him about, you know, first of all, in this part of the country, it gets a little warm, so it's not easy. So, you know, they got to use aerators and, you know, put some deep trenches to keep the uh, um, some, some cooler water. But I'm just kind of curious about, you know, when you're talking about, you know, basically freshwater fish, um, algae, you know, what does it take to have a uh, an environment that they survive? As, oh, know, my he, gosh. He, he's wor- that's, he's, that's working, he's working with it, yeah. That's a 12-hour seminar there, John. I believe. Uh, well, you've got, you know, you've got water temperature and thermocline, and, you know, there's, he's still giving them pellets, but, you know, they, they've only been in the water for about, you know, less than two months now. Uh, he brought a truckload of tailwalkers from Nebraska and just stocked it. But, um, you know, I'd, trying to build from nothing, you know, to build an environment where these fish are going to survive. Um, yeah, that's, that's a different animal. Um, and that's, there's a whole science behind that. On the, on the yeah. Spring Creek trout streams in Wisconsin, they're basically little creeks that mm-hmm. forever have been used for irrigation, have been used for... You know, uh, cattle and whatnot, and somebody figured out back in the 30s and 40s that it had the perfect pH, the perfect temperature, plenty of bugs to support German brown trout, German, English, Scottish brown trout. Um, the water rarely gets above 72. That's a magic number to keep yeah. it alive. There's plenty of oxygen. Um, no industry there, so no, you know, no pollution to speak of. Uh, just kind of like the perfect, just like in Argentina, the, the trout are not indigenous to there, but a lot of the water down there is perfect for well, trout. Just I've, like, I, yeah, I've always learned something. I don't know how, you know, it doesn't, uh, I, know, I guess they don't care how cold it gets because, you know, they, they're cold-blooded. But uh, 72 seems to be the magic number. When they get uh, when they get up to that, they can't survive. <laughs> they, uh, it depends yeah, they how long they've been. And yeah. the species, we, we talk about we have, bass or trout too. We have trout streams in Mexico that get over 90, and they're still alive. What kind of trout? Just you know? Rainbow trout, just below really? uh, Puffadora. It used to cost fifty dollars to ride down on a mule. Now it costs three hundred and fifty. Oh yeah. And the, and the, the Tabuca Creek, the water used to get up to eighty and ninety, 
and we had trout survive in that time of water until they started stocking and it killed all the wild trout trout off. Uh. And Bob, you know all about that one. Oh yeah, I fished Tribuco Creek a dozen times where I've I've followed the truck up river. <laughs> and seeing all these guys oh, in their yeah. cars following the truck up river. Yeah. And every time you go, he'd make a plant of 40, 50 fish in a pool of water. There'd be three guys that hit it. Yeah. But the, yeah. the water temps were in the 80s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, re- that reminds me of a story of somebody that was, that was talking about the stocking in a lake. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but anyway, they, the uh, um, uh, the the tanker with all the fish in it took off, and he saw this car behind him. And the guy was just right on his tail. And so, you know, he thought he'd have fun with the guy. So he drove around for two hours without going anywhere. <laughs> and this guy, was on his, this guy was on his tail the whole time. You know, and then oh finally, finally the guy goes, what the hell's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, but, you know, speaking of that, when you first plant, it usually takes a day or two for them to acclimate, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it takes that. But but the other thing, too, is uh, when you're talking about nurturing a new fishery like your friend is doing, there's so many more things involved that include, you know, what's the aquatic life like? What is the, the plant growth like? What's, as you mentioned, the algae. And what's the restoration process when uh, temperatures go high or low? It, there's a lot involved, in, and you can't just throw fish in a bucket and hope takes a lot of planning and organization. So good luck to him because I want to go fish it. Yeah. <laughs> but can we get back to Andy again? Because I want to ask him a few more questions. Is that all right, John, if you don't mind? It's your show. You go ahead. I was kind of hoping you'd say that. <laughs> so, Andy, when we left off, you were mentioning about Spring Creek, but uh, there's a lot of other water out that way, isn't there? Oh, there's a tremendous amount of water out here. Um Big rivers like the Kankakee River are home to fish like smallmouth bass and gar and pike and rough fish. Um, you know, they've always been open to the public and fished you know, conventionally, but fly fishing is becoming a big thing now. Um, well, big thing. It's becoming a thing. Let's, let's start there. A few, a few full-time guides are working out of Western-style drift boats. Uh, so the average guy who doesn't own a drift boat or a boat has access to guided fishing on a lot of our local waters. Um, and it's not just the DuPage, I mean, there's the Fox, the DuPage. There's multiple rivers here that have pretty decent smallmouth fishing. There's innumerable man-made lakes and, and ponds and things of that nature. Um, and, and let's not forget, we have great airports here. So I think your average Chicago angler spends, you know, a guy's repertoire is a couple of weeks here in the Spring Creeks, a couple of weeks in Montana or, or Colorado or out west trout fishing. Uh-huh. You've got things like Alaska. You've got bone fishing in the winter. I mean, the winters are long here, guys. We we <laughs> we travel a lot to to do this thing called fly fishing. So it's uh, Chicago is actually a great place to to base out of. Yeah, you get a little variety uh, more so than even we do because you got all of that and you got Canada too. Yeah, we got Canada, we got Mexico, we got the Bahamas. We've got it's, it's pretty easy, you know. Three and a half hours. I'm in Cancun, and then I'm going permit fishing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. not a big challenge. Yeah, I've always thought we were kind of remiss down here that we don't go down to the Baja more or down to places like Cancun, which are so close to us. Mm-hmm. But you know, part of that is the fact that we're so busy with what we have locally, and so many things going on. For instance, out here in California, you got 
all the great Sierras, which give us so many opportunities. And uh, then, as Frank does, fish in the ocean. Yeah. You can fish every day. Yeah. Well, my wife's from Santa Barbara. Trust me, there, there are plans to go back that way um, before it's all over. Yeah. yeah well, we, we every do, time you're we out. Yeah. Every time you get out to visit Jerry, come on down. We'll go out fishing. You know, you know John mentioned uh, stories. I got two of them I want to jump in on. In during a trip to La Paz to fish for rooster fish, and typically that's done with conventional gear, spinning gear, uh, throwing some uh, various uh, baits. But I'm taking the fly rod, and I'm going to be throwing my eight weight. Uh, the way Frank taught me to load it up just as he did it last time when I went down for Rooster where I got my 35-pounder on the fly. Nice. And uh, anybody that knows Rooster fish, that's quite a challenge on conventional, much less on fly gear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we're gonna we're, we're getting close on time. We've only got about a minute or so. so oh, that'll give me time to tell my last story. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Which is tuna. Out here, we do the same thing. We go out after tuna, again, with conventional gear, but you break out the fly rod when the tuna frenzy's on yeah. and toss out like a crazy Charlie or, or a nice big uh, uh, Mexican flag, and you're going to get yourself bit and have a hell of a time. Yeah, well, if, yeah. Know, if you can, most most of the tuna schools are, uh, you know, football, you know, on up a little bit, and sometimes there's some big ones, but, you know, they don't have to be very big to put up one heck of a fight, and when the, when yeah. the, when the, when the bite is on and they're just frothing on the top of the water, it's really exciting. So, yeah, you throw yeah. anything in there. I got one last question real okay. quick. If somebody wanted to go on one of your trips, how would they get in touch with you? Well, we've got a great website that kind of goes over a lot of this stuff. It's shyfly.com. Our phone number is area code 312-944-3474. Or just check us out on the web. Uh, Google fly fishing in Chicago and put old Chicago fly fishing pop so, right up. Sh- Shyfly uh, is shyfly.com? Dot, dot com. Okay. Yes, sir. Shyfly.com. Okay. All right, you guys. Uh, music's on and Mark's pointing us out yeah. here. Really appreciate it. I think we covered a lot of stuff and I learned a lot. That's what I always do. That's why I do this. Anyway, thank you guys. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have a little party going on here. We got Andy uh, uh, Chris from the. <laughs> I, I know that's terrible. Uh, Chicago fly fishing. We have Bob. Andy. Andy. Not Andy. Chris. Andy. Who said? Who said Chris? Anyway, oh, got it right. All right, um, and then we got Bob Summero. The, uh, he likes to do some uh, fly fishing, and, and our uh, co-host, or our host, I guess, is uh, Frank Selby. And we've only got a couple minutes to finish it up. But you know, I'll tell you real quickly, I've learned st- on this show, and I've been doing this show for so long, you'd, you'd think that I'd, I'd learned something by now. But, uh, you know, every week it's something different. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Well, that's, a, that's the nature of fishing, you know? Yeah. Especially when you do national and international. You know, Andy, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, we do a lot of different things out here, single hand, double hand, spay rods. Uh, what's mm-hmm. making a big dent back there? Are you seeing any action with spay rods and that kind of thing? Do you have that kind of big water? Oh, absolutely. Um, more for, like, the migratory of the salmon and the steelhead game. Uh, it started, yeah. I don't know, 10, 10, 15 years ago. We've got bigger rivers like the Milwaukee River. Um, on the Wisconsin side, you've got um, innumerable rivers on the on the Michigan side. And, yeah, spay fishing is a, is a big deal here. Um, there's also a thing called switch, which is kind of like switch fishing, which is kind of a in-between single-handed and double-handed, a little bit shorter. Uh, for yeah, you use, like, an 11-foot rod. Exactly. 11 foot, 7 weight, 8 weight kind of thing is uh, so very on a, useful. On a, on a spay rod, you just kind of take like with your right hand uh, where you've got the reel and then you just pull down with your left hand to, to fling it? Or how, does, how do you do that? No, you actually have both hands on the rod. 
John, and you're actually, uh, gosh, you're doing a little ballet in the air with the tip of the rod that forms different types of loops and allows the line to run down the river, and then you use the river to actually load the rod, the well, drag of yeah, the but water don't you, on in, the line. In order to throw it out there far enough, you have to load the rod first, don't you? Roll, you roll cast. Oh, the water. Yeah. Big old roll cast. Yeah, I was going to say, if you put uh, put me with a 15-foot robin with all that fly line flying around there, <laughs> if there's a tree within 100 yards, I'm in trouble. Yeah, we call that learning. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you uh, do you use uh, the spay rod or the switch rod back there yourself? I am, you know, it took me 20 years how to figure out how to use a single-handed rod, so I'm, I'm pretty proficient, <laughs> pretty comfortable there. I, I dabble in switch and spay. I've got some of the, some just like a couple of our instructors are outstanding uh, spay rod enthusiasts. Uh, I enjoy it. It's not my thing. I'd much rather. Yeah, mine either. I'd much rather. Radio. Yeah, like a Ray Jeff. If you watch some of the masters do it, it's it's art. It's poetry. Yeah. It's cool. Ray uh, Jeff I taught me. It's Mel Krieger and, and Ray Jeff, my very first attempt at it was at the San Francisco Casting Pond with those guys, and it's kind of a humbling yeah. experience to have two luminaries that are being patient uh, trying to teach a hack. From well, Andy, at least they let you on the pond. They wouldn't let me on it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know who yeah, I'm serious. They, they looked at me and said, no, get, get away. Get away. Yeah. No, it's, it's a magical thing, uh, the spay fishing. It's a whole different level of fly fishing. Uh, I, I appreciate. I think it. any fly fishing, no matter what it is, is fun. And I think going to certain places, if you never even caught a fish, yeah. it's so much fun. Well, I've always said there's no such thing as an ugly place to fish. That's true. Well, it's uh, yeah. We get, now we do have now we do have less than a minute. And I don't know if we're going to wrap it up real quick. And Bob, I don't know. You know, your your main business is lighting. You're you're a staff writer for Western Outdoor News, so you get to experience quite a bit yourself. And then, of course, Frank, yep. at his and hers fly shop, and uh, we've always great having Frank on. And uh, you know, let's see if you can join Frank and I in uh, Ketchikan, Alaska, on July 24th to the 29th. It's we're all with it. And again, uh, Andy, we really appreciate that. Is shyfly.com. And uh, just get, if you've just got some questions, give him a call. He'll take care of you. All right, guys, thank you. Appreciate you coming on. Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby, our co-host. And uh, Frank is, was under the weather, but he sounds great now. He's getting excited about fishing. Yes, of course, always. Okay. And we will mention again that we've got, uh, we sold out, but we've got a couple of bailed out. So we've got one room for two people available on our trip to uh, Alaska at Ketchikan on the 24th of uh, July to the 29th. And it's uh, about $1,800. And when I say all-inclusive, it means all-inclusive, uh, except your tips and your bar bill. 
Um, and that, that's pretty much covered. And you need a, a fishing license, but uh, uh, great, great deal. Real simple and a very comfortable, and you're the captain of your own boat. Uh, anyway, we covered that, Frank. Now let's cover you. Yes. I have a bunch of guys out from Canada and up north, and we're going to go do a couple of days of fishing in the salt water tomorrow, I hope, mm-hmm. if the weather gets better. Well, it hasn't, well, it's this, you know, in some parts of the country they'd laugh. But, man, I was outside the day, and it was 50 degrees when I walked out this morning, and I go, I mean, excuse me, that was, uh, um, that, I'm not used to that, you know, to me, to me, 72 degrees is just about right. I haven't worn long pants since uh, uh, before Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, usually, I'll tell you, it's cold down here in Newport, too. It's about 51, I think they said. Wow. But, so it's uh, cold. Well, we're complaining. I'm sure there's parts of the world that uh, that think we're crazy, but uh, um, you know that's why we live here. Yes, but Midwest would be laughing like crazy at us. Yeah, except I should get. We, we need to get down to Cabo pretty quick. Get some, yeah, I'm ready. Get some warm, warm sand and warm sun and some great fishing. And if anybody wants to go down there, just let me know. I've got a great condo right next to the marina, right next to the fishing boats, and uh, we can certainly fix you up. Yeah, you can uh, walk to the boat. Oh, it's uh, just less than five minutes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's dynamite, so we're, we're going to have to get down there next month, Frank. Anyway, we're going to go. We'll be right back with you. And we've got, uh, who do we have coming up here? We have... Uh if your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. 
It's time for the spectacular 72nd annual Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The world's largest fishing show, California's largest trailer boat show, and a world-class international fishing and hunting travel show. Nearly 1,000 booths, acres of boats, over 400 seminars, the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Daiwa Bass Tank, the Accurate Fishing Saltwater Tank, the Hobie Kayak Fishing Theater, Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs, Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, Cousins Tackle Seminar Stage, Huge Marine Electronics Display, Demo Boats on the Water, Free Dive, Fly Fishing, Air Gun Ranges, Casting, Hobie Test Drives, the Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Jack Dagger, the King of Fling, and so much more. Kids Free, Kids Fish Free. Join CCA Cal and get in free. Celebrate the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation in the nation's number one show. The Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive. Details at FredHall.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan's studio, and we also have our co-host, Frank Selby. And we've got a very dear friend of ours who uh, helps us out when we need some vehicles. We have Scott Brown. And, gosh, it sounds so simple, but you're the Western Regional um, Promotional Manager or something like that, Scott? Yeah, you know, I wish it was promotions, just communication. So I'm in the PR side, the media yeah. side, um, for Fiat Chrysler. So yeah. all the brands that uh, Fiat Chrysler controls. Well, in the uh, you know, in, in the break, we talked just for about a minute. I said, how long has it been since Mercedes, you know, took over from from Chrysler? And uh, you said you guys broke up about ten years ago. Yeah, and it's. I, and I don't know what the deal was. Mercedes just they just couldn't make it work. But you guys have done a phenomenal job. What is the largest auto manufacturer in the world, Scott? Oh, geez. You know, I, I, I really don't know. But it seems like the Volkswagen Group, General Motors, and Toyota My, all manufacture about 10 million units a year. So well, there's three that are kind of at the top. But it seems, to me, it seems to me worldwide it is Fiat. We don't see no. too many in the States. But, uh, no, I mean, we're as a, as a group, we're about half of that. Yeah. And so, you know, we're about half the size as, as the big guys. Um, but, yeah, worldwide, Fiat, you know, you start looking at Aveco trucks and... and you know, Fiat and Maserati and Alfa Romeo and, and all of the brands they have. Wait a minute, you know, wait a minute. Uh, you guys have Maserati and, well, I know you have Alfa, right? Yeah, yep, so Maserati, you, Alfa Romeo, Fiat, Iveco. What, um, what's, what's an Iveco? Well, those are those are trucks, you know, Class 5, Class 6, Class 7. Oh, trucks. yeah, the big ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And... Uh, um, we were just talking about we're in May we're going up to the uh, Outdoor Riders Conference and you know we always come talking to Scott about transportation see what he wants us to show off and I, I think uh, I came up with a great idea uh oh um, um, this scares me well, I think yeah, that, me too. Uh, Frank, did you know that uh, Alpha now has a, a crossover SUV? <laughs> no, I did not. Well, I think I think we ought to get one and 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 test it out. 
I thought this was a hunting and fishing show. Well, you got to get there before you can hunt and fish, right? <laughs> yeah. It was an SUV, so we should be able to go back in the back country and haul out our elk and deer. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys, we're in the process. This Alfa Romeo Stelvio is the name of it, and it's named after a mountain road in Italy that's considered, it's a mountain pass, actually, the Stelvio Pass. You know, and it's 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 pretty spectacular, the, the hairpin curves, but... We're in the process of launching a 505 horsepower version of that of that oh, SUV. God, Scott, no, not that, me. We, well, we, we've talked about this before, and <sighs> it's you know back in back in the old days, you know when I you know we were driving 57 Chevys and such. Um, the ultimate goal. Um, that you know, by milling the you know port and polishing, and milling the heads and headers, and you know dual quads, if you could get one horsepower per cubic inch, that was phenomenal. Right, right. Um, and now these you know two liter engines are putting out four hundred horsepower. Right, right. Yeah, this this particular motor I think is a two point nine liter mm-hmm. um, motor. Um, it's a V six twin turbo. Um, you know, so yeah, you, you're get, you're almost getting two horsepower per liter in this case. And um, what in the world are you going to do with that? You're going to drive it up and down the Stelvio Pass. You know, oh, okay. in here in, in here in California, the the roads that we have, and I know we talk about complain about the congestion, but the reality is, is we get out of some of our um, our, our 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 urban areas, and we've got some of the best roads. You you live in Santa Barbara. There's just some spectacular roads behind you. Yeah. You know, the Angels. Uh, the Angeles Crest Road, you know, uh, yeah. in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it, it, it's a driver's SUV. You know, well, it, yeah, it, but you have to say the reason it's there uh, is not because you need it; it's because you want it, right? And, and because you can. Because I mean, the reality can, is, yeah. technology well, technology is allowing us to do that. Go ahead, Frank. I don't think my wife would let me have one. She worries about <laughs> worried about me when I was on my Harley. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd imagine uh, that'd be a chick magnet. Yeah, it would. And but anyway, um, your mainstay, of course, is Dodge Ram and Jeep. Yeah, and I mean, what, yeah. And I was going to say that you know the Jeep has gone through you know more many times. I guess it started off in World War II, didn't it? It did. It did. Absolutely. It was born born in the war, born to serve our country. Mm-hmm. And it's changed a little bit, but, you know, it's it's to me, it's a tool. It's like a tractor. I mean, right. it, you know, it's, it's never been the prettiest car, but depending on your point of view. But, you know, it's it just uh, just keeps on going and it takes you anywhere you want to go. Yeah, well, come on. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that would argue that that a Wrangler, which the Wrangler, the Jeep lineup, we've got five or six different nameplates. The Wrangler is the one that traces its heritage, you know, back to '41 and back to that original, that original Willys. Yeah. Um, but it is it's a utilitarian vehicle, you know. But I'll be honest with you, the demands of the consumers today, they want that utilitarianness. They want that that historic and heritage design. They want the capability, but they want all of the modern amenities and safety and, and creature comfort. So the yeah. new Wrangler, which we're launching right now, 
It's, it's really, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, some of some of those things are so comfortable, it's like they shouldn't even be called a Jeep. Yeah, well, yeah, you've, you've driven in a few, and yeah, the Grand Cherokee is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that one pretty we took amazing. up there one time, it was absolutely incredible, all the amenities that it had in the trunk. It had little lock boxes for your fishing rods and guns, and in the back seat, you got this little lid that folds up and makes it into a cooler. Uh, yep. and, and it's just, you know, everything you could possibly think of, and very, very comfortable. And that one was a diesel, as I remember correctly. So no. you've got a Grand Cherokee. Yeah, no? It was a Grand Cherokee, but no, I don't think you've given me a diesel yet. But okay. talking about diesels, we you know mentioned that, uh, um, that was it a th- two-liter uh, V8, or what is it, three-liter V8 diesel that that puts out like 300 horsepower and 350 foot-pounds of torque. And, yeah, and it, we, it's a it's a three-liter V6, mm-hmm. um, and we put it in the Grand Cherokee and in our Ram trucks, and it's 240 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque. Man, that'll pull so, a tree out. So, yeah, it's got the torque of a V8 and the fuel efficiency of a four-cylinder. Well, so, what's amazing about it, it, it is, uh, and it's fun, but you get, uh, what, like 25 miles a gallon? Yeah, up to 27, I believe, on the Ram truck, and and I think 29 or 30 in the in the Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Oh, there's the other lineup. You have to go, you have to go in and, and kick some tires and look around. Except that it's getting more and more confusing. A few weeks ago, I was sitting, riding with a, a woman and got in the car, and it was just a little, little thing, but a huge amount of room inside. I'm looking around. I'm going, what is this thing anyway? She goes, it's a Jeep. I go, what? You know, it's this little economy. uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but it was extremely comfortable. You know, she says, you know, I've always owned a Jeep and I'll never drive anything else. You know, but that thing got, I don't know, probably 30 miles to the gallon. And it's just. Yeah, the little. Sounds like it might have been a renegade. Yeah, that's our little car. Yeah, okay. Well, it must have been. But anyway, we've only got about a minute or so, Scott. So give us a quick idea uh, what people need to know about. Hey, well, right now I mean, we're we're in the middle of launching our new redesigned Ram 1500 trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's our light duty truck, not the not the big heavy duty Cummins powered one. But uh, I mean, I'm all new sheet metal, all new interiors. You know, really upgrading the powertrains. Um, we've got something called E Torque, which is basically a mild hybrid system on uh, available on these Ram trucks now to oh, help really? with fuel economy. Um, so yeah, just really pushing up in the game for the Ram for the fifteen hundred market. Right. Um, so we just hope people keep their eyes open and, and look for the new 50, Ram fifteen hundred. Well, I tell you the way things are going, just don't get rid of those uh, vertical bars on the front. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you see those, they go, yeah, that's a Jeep. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Hey, we'll never. Well, that, hey, that goes back to uh, to to the war. I mean, yeah. that's been around since nineteen forty one, and uh, when we designed the original one, that seven slot vertical grill, that'll never go away. Yeah, good because it's uh, you know that's that that's the icon. But yep. you know things have you know the whole automotive industry is changing at this you know at the speed of technology. But right. uh, just go in there and, and check them out, and uh, mention Scott's name, and they'll give you fifty percent off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe that, I've got. A brand new Jeep sitting in the garage. I'll sell for a yeah. dollar. Well, I didn't. I didn't say fifty percent off. What? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll be in touch, Scott. Thank you very much. You are listening to Fish and Hunting Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen all you want. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Hi, I'm Bart Hall. And I'm honored to tell you about the 72nd Annual Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. I am proud of our 72-year-old history and amazed that the little show my father produced at Gilmore Stadium in 1946 could have grown into the 2018 version of the Fred Hall Show. It has become the world's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. We'll entertain you all day with nearly 1,000 booths, over 400 seminars, acres of boats, and dozens of family fun activities. Kids 15 and under are always free, but the Fred Hall shows also strive to help preserve the lifestyle of fishing, hunting, boating, and outdoor recreation that so many of us cherish. You can help by joining the Coastal Conservation Association of California, and when you do, you'll get in free. Join us and celebrate the passion for outdoor recreation at the Fred Hall Show, March 7th to the 11th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive, check us out at fredhall.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we um, we got some fun things going on here. Uh, first of all, we got Frank Selby, our co-host, and we got a couple of guys. I don't know if we've talked to Ben and Zach before with uh, Soft Science, and I just uh, I was just starting to say, just talked for about ten seconds before the break, and uh, you know I've. At my age, I don't think I've ever had anybody come up and comment on my shoes. Like, what are those? Um, you know, and, you know, I've had some custom shoes and this and that, but when I wear the soft science, it's amazing. At least once a week, um, people are going, 
what is that? They're, because they're nice-looking shoes, but there's something different about them. And I, I need to talk to uh, somebody, maybe Kevin, because I was in the doctor's office yesterday. And, you know, he spends a lot of time at his feet. And he had these leather shoes on that look like they're 50 years old. The back of them he walks on. Um, and they're comfortable. And I said, man, i got to get you some real shoes. And then my uh, orthopedic surgeon, um, you know, we had a similar conversation. I go, well, yeah, probably. But uh, I think I've sold a lot of shoe for you guys just by wearing them. Well, there you go. We appreciate that. And and we've talked to uh, uh, Kevin. I guess he's the... uh, uh, the man upstairs, but he's just too busy to talk to people like us. So, <laughs> so, he, so he gave us Ben and Zach, so we got to make sure we know who we're talking to. But uh, I don't know who wants to jump in on this one. Uh, we've talked to Kevin many times, you know, about what it is and why it is what it is. But if uh, Ben or Zach, when you guys want to pick this one up and kind of explain what soft science is, and uh, I don't think you guys do anything except footwear, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you know, we started Soft Science uh, a couple couple years ago and wanted to, you know, make the the best fishing and boating shoe we could, and also a partially correct shoe. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely wanted to make sure that people uh, that were on their feet a lot, and uh, as fishermen and fishwomen are, and and on the boat, you know, had something to relieve a lot of the joint pain and pressure points uh, from their foot, uh, ankle, knee, and hip, and into your back. Um, well, it, it, it's a simple thing, but I don't think people realize how important shoes are, um, and you know they're. You know, they, they help, you know, control your foot. I have to tell you a quick story. Uh, a few, some years ago, I was on a pongo, and the pongolino, the boat captain, um, kind of a heavy-set guy, did not speak a word of English. And I looked down, and his feet were wider than they were long. <laughs> I mean, it's like this craziest thing. It wasn't like, you know, they were just, you know, it's like a handprint or something. You go out there, it's bigger than that. Well, it turns out the guy has never had a pair of shoes on in his life. And I guess that's what happens to your feet if there's if you never wear shoes. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that everybody might have seen, you know, the, the kind of sock shoes that came out. It was just kind of like a glove for your, you know, they look like a glove for your foot. And, uh, you know, your, your nature, your, kind of your foot's supposed to, to spread out and to, uh, you know, walk without a, a ton of, of layers on it. But what happens if you just have no arch support, you have no support underneath your feet is exactly that. Your arch will fall and it'll, it'll lead to some kind of disaster. Oh, yeah, effects. just big flat. And so, yeah. you know, soft science, definitely we wanted to add the correct amount of the balance of comfort and support and that's what that's what the shoes do i mean they're yeah. made for you know to have that wide toe box so that whether you have really wide feet or, or you don't you know, you know it allows your toes to spread uh, your feet to conform to the insole the insole and the outsole are the same material and uh you know really bring your weight back to the center a lot of people pronate or supinate on the right or the left side of their foot and, and our shoes bring your weight back to the center stacking your joints aligning your uh, posture so that you know that pain just goes away well most uh, almost any shoe even some of the expensive one they they kind of scrunch your toes together and it's part i cannot imagine these women that wear these high heels with their pointy <laughs> toes on them and you know but you know they take their shoes off and their feet look deformed 
<laughs> Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> women love their shoes, right? And, that, you know, we see this all the time that women, you know, they'll go out and they'll have these really expensive high heels with these shoes on and they come home and they put on, you know, their soft science shoes around the house all the time. And now we're starting to see a lot more women wearing the shoes out. It's becoming kind of a, a viral style uh, effect as well. You know, they're, they're, they're good looking and, and they're fancy, but they, they get the job done and they make sure that you can stay on the boat or fish longer. No, no, it's a tool. And, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't been able to use those uh, high top ones that come up above the ankle. I haven't tried those out yet. I got them. But, uh, ben, I, ben loves those. He, he he wears those all the time. I like my fin boots for for stream fishing here in Colorado. But Ben Ben wears those terrafins all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like, the terrafin and sage green. I think that's that's uh, well, that's my favorite for sure. One has a zipper and one has laces, right? Yeah, the fin boot is uh, the one with the zipper yeah. uh, and the buckle uh, yeah. for any kind of fishers that are doing any fly fishing. Um, and then you can use that as, as well with the terrafin. Um, the biggest yeah. difference is just kind of what kind of creek beds or or uh, bedrocks are going to be kind of running into getting in and out of the water. Um, terrafin will hold up a little bit more with a little bit higher ankle um, support and a full lace system. Um but the fin boot is a great wading boot, too. Uh, uh-huh. No doubt about it. Okay. Uh, and let's see. We got, uh, oh, yeah, we still got one that one. Uh, that, I guess the big secret, I mean, the material, the way that it, uh, it works, you know, it, it dries your feet when you're wet and, you know, keeps them. The, the amazing thing about this is that they're almost like magic because that, that uh, insert that goes into them, and that's that's really what makes all the difference. Is it's thick and cushioned, and if you're if it's hot and you're walking on concrete, it'll insulate so your feet don't get hot. But when it's cold, it keeps them warm. Uh, so it's like, wow, how can you do that? <laughs> Keep it cool when they're when it's hot and warm when they're cool. But it, it happens. It works, and they're so comfortable. I, I hate to say it, but you know, I have a tendency. I've got a couple pair, but I have a tendency to put a pair on and wear them for two weeks. You know, every day, all the time. You know, and then just uh, you know, throw them in the washer. You know, and uh, they just look back like new again. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're correct. I mean, you know, in the in the recent years, there's been a lot of advances in technology, you know, with Under Armour and, and Nike and, you know, a lot of the different, um, uh, you know, brands of apparel getting into this material and technology, looking at how can we, you know, wick waterway, how can we keep people, mm-hmm. um, you know, warm in cold weather and, 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 you know, the material and the technology that we use for the shoes are, are aligned in the same fashion. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, fishing, ice fishing and Granby, uh, you know, a week ago, it's, it's cold here in Colorado, you know, and, and uh, can wear the fins out and, and be just fine. And then in, we were in Miami for uh, the boat show, and, you know, it's hot down there, and, and, you know, you stay, no slipping around in the sandals, you know, keeps your, your feet uh, dry, and, and um, you know, it's kind of that, you say magic, it is, it's that aha moment, it's that magic moment when somebody, you know, puts, puts the shoes on, they're blown away right away and, and I've had it, so many people that have said you know within 30 minutes I've had back pain for 30 years within 30 minutes of wearing the shoes is all gone wow. uh, we've done a lot of studies with plantar fasciitis we've done a lot of studies with um, you, you know you mentioned kind of
kind of orthopedics and everything, you know, people that say you got to just try these. It all starts with your feet. We forget about that sometimes. Well, let me, you know, because people, you know, listening there, they might be interested. They go, oh, yeah, well, how much does that cost? Well, you know, obviously you can buy stuff at Big Five cheap, you know, but it's cheap. And, and Or you can spend a lot of money for, you know, some real quality stuff. But I don't think there's anything as comfortable as yours, and the prices are very reasonable. I think uh, most of them, any run from 50 to 100 bucks, which for a decent pair of shoes is, you know, that's that's pretty good. Deal. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here's the here's the thing, right? Is that uh, yeah, you can spend a lot of money on custom um, orthotics, you know, a lot of kind of <clears throat> really high end. Uh, some of the, you know, the spike fishing boots and stuff, you know, they go for a couple hundred dollars. Um, you know, we have a quality product, and, yeah, we're going to stand behind that. And, and, you know, we start kind of $40, $50 for some of the uh, the flip-flops. And then our everyday kind of casual line um, is going to be right around that $60, $70 range. And then you get into some a little more, you know, advanced product with uh, the water draining system and, and um, you know, some of the neoprene and everything. And we don't we, – we top out at 100 bucks. Yeah. And the deal is, is that they don't wear down. So, you know, you're going to have these shoes for three, four, five years, and they're going to look like you just bought them. And, yeah. and, and a lot of people might say, yeah, that's what everybody says. Well, try it out. You know, we, yeah. we we stand by that. We say, you know, buy a pair of shoes. You can wear them. You can try to destroy them. And, and if they don't hold up for you, we'll take them back. Yeah. Um, you know, the way that, that the world's working a lot with e-commerce now and with, uh, you know, big box stores and everything is that, you know, it's, it's, it's harder to kind of, for those stores to get the traffic. And so we do a lot of online sales and we want to say hey you know we might not be able to see them in a, in a store right next to where you are so just order them from us and we'll do fast and, and free well, you know, exchanges uh, and returns uh, for, and a good a good friend of mine I had some and uh, I gave him a pair and uh, yeah, a few months ago and when he wanted to do his Christmas shopping he bought he went online and bought six pairs he bought one for everybody there you go <laughs> Yeah, and you know, way to like go I about said, it, it uh, you know, you really walk on the middle of your foot and, and move that weight back to the center, so you're not wearing on. You yeah. know, you get a pair of Nikes, you get another pair of shoes, and they wear out on one side or the other, and and the material just doesn't it doesn't yeah. break down, it doesn't wear. So you'll have them. You know, you spend ninety bucks on a pair of shoes that you have for four or five years that take pain away. I think that's a pretty good bet. It is. Well, we appreciate you guys, uh, Ben and Zach. I couldn't always tell who was doing what, but. Uh, um, you know, all I can say is my own personal experience. And as I start off at the beginning, when's the last time somebody came up and said, what are those? And, and when they put them on, it's, it's, you know, it's like, aha. So anyway, but uh, we're spreading the word. And, hey, well, uh, we I'm appreciate sure that yeah. very much, guys. Okay. i got to tell you a quick thing if oh, I we got, got it, Frank, Frank, no, we're out of time. Okay, oh, you, uh, well, yeah, we've got to take a break. You can, uh, you, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it, but uh, we'll maybe make it in the second segment. You are listening to Fish and Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen as many times as you want. It's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento. Hard to pronounce, easy to find, to rest and relax this fall and winter season. Cast your line, sit back, breathe in the crisp air, and catch a fish. The resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more, modular cabins that sleep up to eight, all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake. Self-contained RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NascimentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E-N-T-O Resort.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby on the line with us. Uh, Frank, we were just talking to Soft Science, and you had one quick comment that you wanted to make? Yes. They're the most comfortable shoes I've ever wore, and I'm going to be wearing them at the Fred Hall Show all seven, five days. Yeah. I can't believe how well they feel. My wife wants me to order a couple more pair. No, for, for you or for her? <laughs> One for me and one for her. There you go. <laughs> and she is really picky about shoes. Yeah. Yeah, well, they had some women's shoe. It's a white one that I got for somebody, but they I guess they dropped the line. But, yeah. uh, um, no, it's 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 simple, but, you know, they're just, they just said, how many people ever walked up to you, in, you know, in the last 20 years and said, hey, what are those shoes? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to be talking to, hopefully, um, Bart Larmouth from Ross Reels. And Ross Reels, they, you know, they make fly reels. So, Frank, I'm sure you're going to have a few things to talk about. And yeah. also, Ross and uh, uh, Abel. Abel, yeah. And last time, last, time, last time you talked to him, I think a while ago, you said something. You got like 30-some, gosh, 
able. Must, must must be nice to have a tackle shop. Well, I had more before I owned a fly shop. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, by the way, um, you better call the shop and check in. Make tell make sure you tell them everything's fine. Yeah. I usually stop by on the way home to close up. I didn't last night. I was feeling kind of bad. Yeah. Well, well, we had Barton at his bad connection, so but we're trying to reach him now. We can't reach him at all. Um, are you trying to sell or the office or both? Office. Office. Yeah, try to sell. Well, anyway, we'll uh, well, that's all right. Anyway, we'll we'll find him. I think he's probably out fishing, trying out some of those new Ross reels. Yeah. And well, you've got uh, um, and. Uh, you know, of course, fly fishing, you, you're the guy, and you've certainly got the equipment. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, quite a few Ross reels, and the thing that most people don't realize about Ross and Abel, if you do not know how to take care of them, once a year you send them in for 35 or 40 bucks. They put all new parts in them if they need it and ship it back. Mm-hmm. So for 40 bucks or 50 bucks, you it's well new, worth it. Yeah, you got a new reel. Yeah, a brand new reel. And that's why my Ables and both of my reels stand up. Okay. And uh, do we have Bart on? Bart's on. Uh, we were just talking about you, Bart. Uh, we, got, we got Frank Selby, and he's, he mentioned that uh, he sends his reels in about once a year or so and gets brand new reels. They take it apart and put it back together with new parts. Pretty much just like an engine rebuild for the reels more than uh, is probably the best description for it. Mm-hmm. How much is it? I did, wasn't for sure. I said it was like 40 or 50 bucks. Depends how many you send, Frank. It ends up being it's 30 bucks for the first one and then five for each additional. Whoa. So and that that's too cheap. Shipping to you as well. That's too inexpensive. You got to raise it a little bit, or I'll never sell a new reel. <laughs> well, it used to be free, and unfortunately, the cost of part—not the cost of parts, but the cost of shipping—just oh. jumped so yeah. high in the last. As everybody's sure, I'm seeing that they've been mm-hmm. buying stuff online or yeah. via catalog. That we fortunately had to raise our price as well. As well. Right. Well, um, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here because uh, Frank is a, a fly angler, and you know, I'm I'm still struggling, still learning. And uh, just a quick question uh, for you, Bart. Sure. Uh, obviously, you like to fly fish. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, do you use conventional gear ever? Very rarely. You've got to see me throw a bait caster now. It's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, I've gone away, and it's not even that really a snobbish thing uh, at all. Um, I, do, I don't mind throwing a spin rod with some big bass poppers every now and then. It's just uh, what I do and where I live. You know, a lot of times the, the fly rod is just a little more, uh, has better efficacy, to be honest. So it's, you know, that's just the way I go and don't even think about picking anything else up. Yeah. Well, you know, the, as time goes on, the more I learn. And uh, a quick story, we're up at... Uh, Right, Big Bear, the south of there is beginning of the, was it the Santa Ana River or something like that? Anyways, nice, about, you know, 15 feet across, you know, a stream. And mm-hmm. there was a, a man and his son sitting there on this rock overcropping. And we were fly fishing and thrashing around, you know, up and down in front of them. And they had their lines in the water, and they were there for half hour, 45 minutes, and not a bite. 
Oh. And then one of the guys, you know, went back up there where they were, drops it fly in the water, and, you know, within seconds had his first fish. Just bang. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, it, it really does work. Oh, it works very well, but there's exceptions to every rule. One day, fly fishermen will kick the hell out of the uh, uh, bait chuckers. The next day, they'll kick the hell out of us. Yeah. But both ways are fun, no matter what anybody says. Well, uh, fly fishing uh, in Baja is becoming more and more popular. But, you know, when you're trolling for marlin or something, you know, you can't troll a fly. Um, but, you know, if they're schooling up, you can throw a fly into it. Yeah. Well, you, you could tease them up big time. Our, one of our uh, one of my good friends here, uh, Brad Moore, has actually whacked a 150-pound um, black marlin about three weeks ago down in Baja on a, on a fly on, the, on one of those brand-new um, Evolution R's we have. Under the guise of field testing, of course. Yeah, of course. You mean, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, when are we going to get you down there? Oh, man, one of these days, I need to get down there. And I'll be honest, though, I'm a wuss when it comes to the blue water, man. I get so so motion sick in a boat, it's it's pretty embarrassing, actually. Well, there there are some tricks to it that, you know, some people get seasick. Uh, I remember being on a boat many, many years ago, and there was like five of us. And, uh, you know, everybody got seasick except me. Uh, now, when I got off the boat, I couldn't walk, <laughs> but uh, everything kept moving, you know, but some people have a propensity to it. But uh, a couple of quick tips. Um, there's, you know, the patches are, but uh, you can actually get a prescription and get the scopalamine. Yeah, you and, know, that that definitely can do it. And, and, that, and it really works. And then, you know, a couple other tips is... Uh, um, you know, look at the horizon because what happens if you're in a cabin or something, you're moving, but you don't see anything move because it's moving with you, and it kind of confuses your brain and your, you know, your inner ear. So you want to make sure you stay fresh and look at the horizon. And it's um, it's it's when you're, you know, you kind of kind of a rolling, you know, when you get it. But when you're underway, you don't get seasick, or if it's got to be really flat, you don't get seasick. But uh, um, I think it's the diesel that gets to me a little bit too. But the, well, you're in the wrong boats. I know. Right? Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, that's the ones I've been on. The other trick that I did try and did work for me. Granted, this was in the Keys. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped off the boat. Oh, just, jump in the water? Just jump in the water. It resets you. I don't know why, but, it, man, it just re- resets you. Well, you, you can't exactly do that when you're trolling and trying, uh, yeah. to, trying to drink. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. You know one of the best cures uh, for seasickness? <laughs> Bloody Marys? Uh, no. <laughs> that might work. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but when you get all of a sudden you get a marlin or a big fish on the line and it goes like that, you forget all about the seasickness. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. That's that pretty much. In hurry. Oh, I, there's a local sport fishing boat up here, Jason. The one time many years ago, there was a father and his son, and the father actually is the one who was getting seasick. And uh, so Jason says, "I know just what you need. I'll fix you right up." He says, "Go in the uh, go in the galley and get yourself a couple pieces of bacon." So the guy, so the guy, so the guy did, and of course he comes out and rests it up. And Jason said, "See, it works every time." <laughs> oh, 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 that's just mean. <laughs> you know, I, I half joke with the Bloody Mary, and that I had a good friend that that he will not divulge his recipe, uh-huh. but he brings it in a flask uh-huh. and, and like a what was a Yeti, you know, and. Yeah. The stuff is super spicy, and it's you start feeling your stomach get a little queasy. Yes, two, yeah. two sips of that, not enough to that it's effective, but just two, two good sips. It's like I call this magic juice. That was the one thing that was like just yeah. an instant cure. <laughs> hey, well, you know what the heck? It's a good excuse as any. 
Absolutely. Ginger works good. Yeah. But now we'll, we'll get you down there, and, and don't don't be afraid to get out of the water. No, of course, not. Um, never, never, never. But uh, you know, and and again, it makes a difference that uh, you know what type of water, and you know, use a few tricks, and you know, some people you know can get real easy, and some people don't. So if you're yep. one that does, you know, you learn how to you know to 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 fix it. Absolutely. But, but you you tie into a big fish, and you know, forget about seasickness. You didn't even know you were. <laughs> okay. oh, we're get well, anyway, you know, we we got to talk about your reels real quick because sure. we're almost out of time. Sure, sure. Um, well, we made Ross reels. We're you know, all made 100 percent in the USA now. Up in Montrose, Colorado, uh, brought our sister company Able Reels up here as well from down your neck of the woods, John and Camarillo. And man, they we are everything for kind of the blue collar all the way up to the Ferrari of the brand or mm-hmm. of the sport, if you want to look at it mm-hmm. that way. And, uh, man, we encourage anybody that's in the area to come on by. We'd love to show off this beautiful factory, and we're building an all-new one, too. Well, I'll tell Jeff I said hi. I should. He asked me already if I was going to be on and to tell you hello, sir. Uh, <laughs> Jeff and me go back to when they able first started. Okay. Well, you guys, we're going to have to get going, but uh, just let me summarize this. Probably the, if not the, I mean, there's some, you know, pretty high-end old company reels out there that you can spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on. But probably the highest quality reel on the market is the Able. You know, one-piece, um, you know, machine. Um, and, you know, they're, you know, they're not cheap, but they're not ridiculously priced and they last forever. And then you've got the Ross reel, which is really the workhorse. Um, you know, it may not be quite as fancy with the fancy paint and all that kind of stuff on it, but uh, I think that if you're looking for a reel, I would start with a Ross, um, and uh, you know, and then just you know, you're going to end up with a whole bunch of them anyway, like Frank does. But uh, <laughs> be good. It's not not like a beginner reel, but it, it's the real thing. But you know, it's at a price point that most people can afford. Well, anyway, uh, we're going to have to. Um, let that one go, but we're going to take a break. Hey, if anybody you guys want to stick around, we'll be here. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. 
You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we do have uh, uh, the man from Ross Reels. We have Bart Larmouth. And then, of course, our uh, co-host, or maybe he is the host, uh, Frank Sagan. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And, you know, something that we, we, didn't, we need to cover, uh, Bart, is the reels themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what... Give us the mechanics of a fly reel. I mean, how is you know a little bit about what's in it? You know, and I know that over a period of time, uh, you know, basically it's just a a fly reel is just some place where you store the fly line is kind of the way it is. But you're not uh, not totally wrong on that, John. In all honesty, it's as simple as it gets as a line holder. Um, You know, we're not. uh, except for you know, game, large game fish and trout occasionally, you're fighting them on the reel. But the biggest difference between that and conventional is the fact that 99% of your fly reels are direct drive, meaning not anti-reverse. So if you're trying to crank line in while trying to pull line out, <laughs> and don't let go of it. Huh? Uh-uh, no, you're gonna you're gonna have a bad time if, yeah. that, if that happens. Uh, and so what our drag is designed is just basically designed to slow down the outgoing uh, outgoing line. Yeah. And you've got a million different different types. You know, at Ross we use uh, our higher end reels are using a, a stack up of carbon fiber and stainless steel Clutches. that adds nice even pressure. So since it is direct drive, it's very important that that super smooth when it comes out to protect the tippet at uh, the mm-hmm. end of the end of the line, you know, cause we're using mono that could go down to, you know, one pound test. Yeah. And so well, just, if it's just not smooth, of, you're in trouble. Yeah, just out of curiosity, how come, you know, somebody doesn't use a gear drive? Cause you know, uh-huh. if, if you got a fish coming at you, well, of course you have to strip or you have to, you know, you have to haul the line mm-hmm. uh, by hand. But if you've got it on the reel, and it starts swimming at you, man, you've got some egg beaters there to keep up with it. Exactly. We've got two reasons. That's a great question, John. The, and the easy answer is weight. Um, you know, you start putting all the gears in there, you're going to end up with a lot of weight, and fly rods are very light. It's going to end up feeling like you have a boat anchor on the end, mm-hmm. and it'll affect your casting, and you'll get tired as the, as the day goes on. 
to counteract that, to try to, not the wait scenario, but try to help with that quick retrieve, that what we're doing is seeing larger and larger arbors of the reel. So the actual piece that the line goes around, so now one turn of that spool, like oh. take our 11, 12, you're picking up eight, inch, eight nine inches of line oh, per yeah. revolution. Yeah. It's not a multiplier, but it can still pick up quite a bit more, and that's yeah. how we try to combat that, uh, that exact scenario. Mm-hmm. So you're spot you're spot on with that. Okay. But weight's a big thing, you know, and that's unfortunately so, you, really you, know, you can get you know you get one with a drag where you've got a fish on and it's going to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just put it on the reel and fight it from there. Yes, sir. Because um, it's kind of hard to handle the <laughs> hand, handle the line, especially if you get past the fly line and you're out of the ba- the backing. Oh, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and that's a big part of it. You know, as soon as you start getting in salt water, that reel starts becoming more and more important. You need to have a powerful drag, something that's going to slow the fish down, that can really handle the salt water and that mm-hmm. sort of thing as well. Um, one, my cohort, Jeff, just got back from the uh, from Christmas Island and was and landed a 40-pound GT on his, and you're not going to, on his um, Able SDS seal drag, that's our, our stack-up drag system, and man, you're not going to find a fish that pulls much harder than, than those guys, that's for sure. And so you had to have both the power and the, you know, just the smoothness in order to protect, you know, that line. So you're not going to lock up or have anything like that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, basically it's a simple piece of equipment. Now, are yours uh, machined? Are they multiple pieces or how, oh, how do you put those together? All machined. You know, as far as anything metal on those guys is machined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we start with one single puck of aluminum for each for the frame and the spool. And through a series of mills and lathes, cut that down into what we're, you know, the, the the spool of the frame. Um, mm-hmm. You look at a reel like the Colorado LT, which is our click pull reel. It doesn't have a formal drag, just basically a clicker that stops you yeah. from free spooling. Right. We remove about 98% of the aluminum we start with that reel. Wow. We're pretty, pretty close to that. That's how light it is. Yeah. But, but the geometry and the way it's machined and being one one piece of aluminum, you can beat the living snot out of that thing and nothing yeah. happens. It's stay, not going to bend. Yeah, stay, stay solid that it won't bend. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, it looks like we're getting out of here. And Ross Reels, you can find them anywhere. And, of course, Able. Uh, and uh, you have a website, which I think is just Ross Reels, isn't it? You got it. RossReels.com and ablereels.com. Okay. Well, that's easy enough. We appreciate you coming on with us, Bart, and we'll talk to you soon.